Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Well, well, well. <laughs> Hoisted upon my own petard. Somebody around a half hour late tonight. <laughs> Somebody uh, at 10.02 decided to look at her computer and all of a sudden a calendar reminder came up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be at Nerdbell. I'm in my pajamas, by the way. <laughs> I am in my pajamas. We should always be doing this in our pajamas. Why, Why do not? either of us get dressed? Why? I'm already, I'm I'm wearing my bedtime bra. What? <laughs> Your sleeping bra. bra. Yay. I wish I had a sleeping bra. <laughs> So there you go. Um, I have to. I have this to say about uh, comic of the week, who was suggested by Kyle. Watched yeah. and I've heard of her, and it, she sounds great. Yeah. But um, one of the clips I watched of her online talked about the music coming up. That is a new thing. What song would you like to come up to? Do you ever care? Oh, what do you say? No, I don't. I I never participate in that decision. <laughs> Make it end as soon as my foot hits the fucking stage. Don't make me stand there while you, <laughs> while you torture jam. me with a song I've never heard of. Well, that's it, too. And they're like, what song? So I, I tend to try to pick something weird. And um, I think I picked White America for a long time. What's by that? Eminem. Eminem. Oh, okay. And now I go by Rap God, okay. which is a new Eminem song about how great he is. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. All right. Whatever. Who cares, right? Good for you. Yep. Well, we had a... First of all, we, I, I'm starting to love our uh, podcast inappropriate conversations we have between podcasts where we talk about things we could never bring up here without... <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of funny. The many layers of masking and disguise. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe we uh, do a Hardwick like after Jackie and Laurie. <laughs> you guys, it's the stuff we don't want to talk about. And um and then after I talk to you, I don't know if you can see, but I What? Wait, did your mom punch you in the face? No. Oh, thank God. But I deserved it. Uh, uh, so I had I got the flu on oh, Friday that's afternoon. Right. You got the stomach flu. Ter- I, I called you. I got my son's father gave it to my kid. My kid gave it to my mom, who it's almost died his of it. Fault, yeah, isn't it? it yeah, it really is. <laughs> and then some, one of the two of them gave it to me. So I was spewing, vomiting in my in my uh, office at work. Sure. Uh, I, if I can brag, right into the garbage can, nothing but net. Like I was, it was. You perfect. are not the mother of one for no reason. <laughs> You know how you know what a pain in the ass it is to clean that shit. Yeah, gross. Um, and then, um, so I went home a little early, and then uh, I should imagine we talked on the phone. Oh, we I, I canceled three spots that night. Well, when that's do you why have three I spots in Los Angeles? Fucking never. Right. I'm like, I got it. This can't be happening to that's me. That's why I called you. One of them was a Montreal audition or whatever, you know, or a reminder of who I, you know. Yeah, because let me tell you something, Montreal. Montreal. They have a new no guy one. booking. <laughs> oh, because the old guy went to Netflix, Robbie. Right. So there's a new guy who, who apparently there's, doesn't know. It's just me. a rote. Ro- I, I am speechless at that statement, but um, it just, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I get it. There are hoops that need to be jumped. Through. They always okay. like to see people. Lie. Yeah. Whatever. So, but I saw the post on Facebook. I'm still doing my three sets. And then you were like, I'm sick. I'm throwing up. And so I called and I was like, you aren't really. And you're like, no, I'm actually chained to my bed. I can't actually get up. So no, I'm not I couldn't. And sense. then I thought, since this was so contagious, I was probably contagious too. Even yeah. even though I didn't feel good, there's part of you's like, well, I'll just, you know, the the adrenaline of the stage will carry me through. Right. I won't shake hands with anyone. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I didn't shake hands with my mom, but I still got sick. <laughs> so um, so then after I talked to you, I I had to take my contacts out, and I stood up and I walked to the bathroom, and I felt really weak. Yeah. And then I, I went, I went, whoa, and I sat on the toilet, and then I don't remember what happened, but I woke up face down in the bathtub. So I, you I took a header and you I passed did take out. a header in the bathtub. I clonked People onto die the tub. from that. I know. Fuck, man. Holy shit. First of all, I don't want to be pee your eye in a like bathroom spot? 
for the rest of my life. I just want to go outdoors. I'm just going to piss in my front yard from now on. Why don't you just take your contacts out outdoors? How about that? That yeah. seems a little more. I get LASIK. But the point is. is I'm uh, getting LASIK. Because now's the time when I'm 50. No, it's not. You know, do you it have isn't. that presbya, whatever, where you can't see? No, I have you an can't. astigmatism. I yeah. Have a pretty bad they can fix that. Can they? But that, that old age thing where you, now you have to hold things far away to read them. Yeah. They can't fix that. Oh, weird. So you still need glasses. Mm-hmm. So it's pointless now. I mean, you can do a thing like with monovision, like I have my contacts. One is corrected for that and the other is corrected for distance so yeah. that I'm, it's always slightly blurry in the center, but I can <laughs> see everything else. <laughs> But why am so I going to pay some guy to have you somebody there's some Twitter account that uh, that um, shows medical procedures like animations of procedures. Yeah. And they're like 15 seconds long and I'm scrolling and all of a sudden LASIK comes up and they show you what they do to the eye. And I'm like, ah, no, I can't right. do it. My never. sister got it done and I, I wanted it when I was like 12 or 13. Um, when it had just been invented, yeah, because I'm a Flintstone. <laughs> um, so, um, but the, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, the idea of someone lasering my eye has always put me off. And your eyes are open, and you're yeah. not, you're not unconscious. Yeah. Right, you have to be conscious. You have to hold your eye open. It's horrifying. My sister said it took a heartbeat, and it was over. And then, but it goes away eventually. Like Rontowski got it done too. It goes away. Yeah, it like it, it fades. I guess. The idea of it fits. You know what? Something. Your eyes want to do what they want to do. They want to go back to their original state. Where's of that on a pillow? Your eyes <laughs> want to do what they want to do. So that. So um, I wrote down a lot of notes. I okay. wonder. Oh, Maria's doing a commencement speech. I just worked Phoenix and oh, um, yeah, Tucson how to go? With her. Yeah, it was great. Uh, somebody came up to me after Phoenix and said. Uh, because Maria's whole thing right now is, are you doing the genocide bit? And uh, are you doing the new political chunk? And I'm like, you know, it's emotionally draining. She's like, a comedy should be. Get up there. And, uh, <laughs> and um, She's like a mean coach now. Well, it's pretty funny. But um, so somebody came up to me after Phoenix and or Tucson, who cares, and said, you know, I've seen you three times now. And twice for Maria and once just you headlining. And I think this political thing is going to be, that's your calling. That's going to be your niche. And I thought, oh, and I said, I don't want to be a political comic. I don't think you understand because uh, I don't. It just, yeah. it's, it, it's what I happen to be writing right now because the world's on fire. Right. But I want to write like weird, quirky jokes about, I don't know. I saw David Huntsberger do 15 minutes about space it was hilarious. At one point, I was like, is he still talking about going to Mars? Yes. Yes, he well, is. is he naturally interested in space? Yeah, he's got a podcast called The Space Cave or well, something. That totally. That's on brand for him. It's totally on brand. So, I mean, he had 15 minutes on, on space. Uh, I did that that benefit uh, in That's like Eddie Izzard. That does, he, you know, that he does chunks that aren't related to his life whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, you can go about it. It's a more surgical way to generate material is to go, all right, here's this topic and I'm just going to break it down. David Huntsberger was actually about him going to space. Mm. He actually made it personal. So that's good. That's the way to do it. That's That's the way way to to do it. Yeah. Because you have, I mean, you you can take anything and if you make it personal. Yeah. Because everybody's talked about. You know, whatever hip hop or, or you know commercials or my hip hop junk. God, it's huge. People are tired of it. It's that you do an Amish rap. <laughs> it was about. It was when didn't you write it when Witness came out? That's when I. <laughs> you know what? You don't drop a good rap. <laughs> Never. There was a guy who had a Witness uh, um, hip hop bit when Witness came out. Oh my god! It was a lot. It had a Kelly McGillis or McGinnis. Yeah, McGillis. <laughs> It's <laughs> so McGillis, is it? Yeah, it's Kelly McGillis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, two L, double L's. Double L's. And and it rhymed with that. It rhymed with Kelly McGillis. And mm. we were all like, cut your hair. <laughs> uh, he's a perfectly nice man. Is he still headlining? Uh, I think, but just sea rooms in yeah. Minneapolis. He's not listening. We're all, we're all going there. It's we're all. We'll, it's a, <laughs> who books those? <laughs> who books those? Oh, no kidding. Who it was, hooked me up? It's. Uh, um, so, uh, so, so someone saw you three times, were yep. you at first horrified to hear that someone had seen you three times? Uh, no, 
No, I though I'm I, like, oh, what what jokes have you heard three thousand times now? I did have that problem in Peoria, and it was uh, it's talk about a quality. It's a quality problem, obviously. Mm-hmm. When someone's leaning over and go, oh, I've heard this one. This is a good one. No, like, when yeah. you're on stage. Yeah. Oh my god. I had to tell her to shut. I was like, I'm alive. You have to <laughs> shut the fuck up. And she was like, No, I was just telling my boyfriend that I heard this one, and it's great. Oh, so she's trying to be first. First, heard it, heard, heard it. it first, and I, was I know like, you're you're gonna enjoy it in two seconds. But I've enjoyed it in front of you. Yes, you did. And you. if you could sit in the back and ruin his time, that'd yeah. be great. Because don't ruin both of us. Because, um, but I did do this the uh, the night before last or whatever. Uh, Ophira Eisenberg was in town. Oh yeah, you guys did your sound alike show. Right, we did our vocal doppelganger sound alike show. Sound alike, I like it. Um, <laughs> but because nobody nobody in LA has seen. Ophir Eisenberg. She's great. Right? Uh, I guess she's more New York based. Yes. Yeah, she's entirely. Oh, she's great. Hasn't she been a comic of the week for us? She has. Yeah. Yeah. And um but uh and, and we did this thing where we said the same thing and we made people close their eyes and guess who said it. <laughs> they failed. <laughs> Completely failed. It was awesome. And um but so I decided to do we were doing thirties and I decided to do twenty new minutes. Wow. That I had never done before. Never? Uh, yeah. Good. How'd it go? No, there's something there. (laughs) Everybody said they liked the stories. So, I mean, they were mostly, it was obviously mostly story-based with whatever punchlines I could pull out of my... Well, she will also pull a story-based crowd because she's she's on NPR. Right. So you you, you got a crowd that wants to hear that stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll We'll tolerate something with that at ton of punchlines right and and there was there was clearly there was enough interest there was enough interesting parts of the story yeah and there were enough funny parts of the story to make it and i wrote a couple of punchlines as i was working it so there you go it's i did i did a new material show at the comedy store um in the belly room uh oh yeah nick yusuf and jf i forget his last name harris harris yeah yeah yeah. um you know do it and so uh yeah, I worked I worked some stuff that I I'm still that is like I consider under construction. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I might be doing it in Portland. I got to listen to what jokes I did last year so I don't oh, not right, repeating too much. In, yeah. I mean, I weren't you at Portland last year? Were nope. you at Bridgetown? Nope. 2 years Damn, ago. man. But uh as as we know, my album is 3 years worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have some new stuff, but uh, it's mostly Yeah. the political chunk and uh yeah, we're going to Bridgetown this week. Yeah, we are. Oh, that's right. This drops tomorrow yep. morning, so we'll be in in Portland on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yep. I'm uh, I get there Thursday. Yeah. I have a set Thursday, I have a set Friday and uh three sets on fr- uh Saturday. Oh, cool. Or three. I'm doing a Dork Forest, I'm doing a Jackie and Laurie and then Yeah. And then uh we're both doing sets. Saturday, yeah, we're doing right? a live Jackie Laurie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know what? Okay, so I was in Boston last. Or yeah, the, women whenever. in comedy. Yeah, it was fun. Good. Brutal, brutal plane fights. Flights, both of them. Right. Uh, the the red eye. Okay, that's I'm I'm used to that jet blue red eye. But, yeah. Oh, oh. First of all, I took it from LAX, which, uh, so the LAX jet blue flight has the first class seats in it. Mm-hmm. So I had to walk past those and go, oh. <laughs> Some people are reclining. This could be done. Like the Burbank JetBlue, everyone, you know, you might have an even more seat. You've got, but you're still upright like an animal. Is it called an even more? Yeah, you get a couple (laughs) extra inches. You get a few extra inches if you pay sure. for it, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't That's really. It doesn't make. Oh, <laughs> oh my Jesus god. god! I'm very tired. You're in your pajamas. In I'm your in defense. my pajamas. Kyle is not even paying attention. He's no. just like, was that a dick joke? It was fine. <laughs> I've heard dick jokes. They're great. <laughs> um, so I get there and uh, check in the Clinton Hotel. Clinton. Yeah, Clinton oh, with a K. Nice. Oh yeah. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And um, they do a good pen. I have a couple of Clifton pens. That oh, you are do? Quite nice. oh, I yes. should have taken a pen. Yeah, they're good. Dang it. Anyway, uh, I had fun shows. I had uh, I had two shows. I had one with uh, Marina Franklin. Oh, she's great. Yeah, and I hadn't seen her in a while. It was so she was just so funny. Yeah, so funny. And then the last one, it was just two shows though, and I and I missed the the time frame that they had a like a industry discussion. Oh, right. Because Panel-ish. I was. Uh, still asleep i was like i can't get out right i'm getting in at seven in the morning i need you need need another five hours hours of sleep yeah so uh uh and then the second show was like in a little tiny room and it was uh it was fun yeah and then um but then then you got on a plane after that flight no my flight out on sunday left at 9 30 a.m p.m 
So I, I get a late checkout, which is 1 p.m. So now I have eight hours to kick around Boston. Yeah. So I left my suitcase and I just walked across the river, the Charles River, yeah. which I only know from the guy that shot his wife who was pregnant and, and blamed a black guy, the white guy who did it, <laughs> wow. right at the Charles River. Uh, do, you I don't that, know. do you remember that couple? It's like one of no. the earlier Scott Peterson dudes. We're entirely different people because uh, the only reason <laughs> I know the Charles River is from Spencer for Hire novels. <laughs> we are very different. We yes, are. We are. So then, so I go, I walk. First of all, oh, Marina and I did a uh, like a podcast or a video, oh. just a video actually. Okay. In Harvard. We we went to Lowell House in Harvard, which is a dorm. Yeah, and um, uh, her name was Balin, and it's like a women in comedy sketch group at Harvard. And okay, so she just asked us questions on tape. But I was in Harvard, man. I was hanging out in Harvard. It was amazing. It's so beautiful. It's a great campus. I love. There's something about being on like, the, and the older the college, the better. Oh my god! And yeah. that's one of the first I think here in the United States. Yeah, but, it's um, almost. 1637 so it's it's oh, almost it 400 years old yeah then i think it is the first and yeah. um but it um there is sort of a vibe where you're like man i wish i could just sit around in coffee shops and talk about the big issues but i could that's what stand-up comedy allows me to do i yeah, can spend actually, yeah. every day sitting in a coffee shop discussing the big issues which i tend to do with augie smith <laughs> it's uh, well, I, I think that they're i get the feeling they're under a lot of pressure these kids that go there like yeah. that and then mit was right next to that oh, and yeah. then across the river is um emerson and boston college and a little bit and, of tufts just i'm just walking around i'm seeing five yeah oh yeah. It was, maybe it's bu not boston college i forget right. whatever but i'm just seeing like five major universities yeah within it's within a 25 minute walk it's unbelievable yeah massachusetts is full of institutions of higher learning it's yeah. pretty amazing but they also have a lot of dumb people if you yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a stark contrast did you ever play that catch rising star in princeton i did oh i'm Prin- no, I actually did not play Princeton. No, so it's not in Princeton. It's in a it's in a Hilton outside of Princeton. Yeah, and it's just a four wall inside the bar inside a Hilton, right? right. And it's run by a woman who is just intravenously hooked up to a to like a martini, and so there's like I I like it already. Yeah, she was hilarious. The last time I did it was probably ten years, ago. and I love that room. Yeah, because they were not they were townies. Yeah. Because no way any of the college kids had cars. Right, right. So they couldn't even get out there. Yeah. And there was a shuttle that would take me into Princeton, and I would wander Princeton because you just feel like oh smarter. Oh, my God, sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, but even the townies were smarter than, like, the townies in non-college towns are just townies. Right. Right? So there's something in the water, and it's right. a good thing, not lead and uh in Princeton. And it was okay. it, it was a great gig, but it was such a dumb gig because... She would come in with like these weird, like you're doing 52 minutes or uh, one, uh, one year it was, you can't look at your watch ever. What? You can't look at your, and I was like, <laughs> well, someone should light me uh, because. Uh, joke 16 G, uh, I have written in a watch look. <laughs> exactly. I had, I used to, did you have a watch look? Oh, totally. Joke? Yeah. I totally had a watch joke. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I have a joke where I tap my watch and she's like. No, we've had somebody look at their watch. It was really unprofessional. Uh, there's a clock in the back of the room. <laughs> I was don't like doing math up. on your fucking digital clock. There's no. It wasn't digital. Oh. It wasn't lit up, and it was dumb. Uh, it was sitting above the kitchen, and it was a like it was just a round plastic clock from Target, and it was dark. I couldn't see what time That's it pointless. was. I ended up doing I think like an hour and a half, which is uh, I don't think I've ever done an hour and a half. Well, no one. No one should do an hour and a half. Right. Oh, I got a story on that. Hold uh, on. Let me. Yeah. I would. When I was middling. Yeah. I would. I had a joke where I'd look at my watch and it should be right around 1630. And, yeah. <laughs> and if it was farther, I was like, yes. And if, if I'm, I was at 14, I was like, what the fuck? I got to <laughs> slow down. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Because mine uh, was when I was headlining. And so. I would try to do it like as close to like 38. Yeah. Cause I had like uh, two or three bits that were seven or eight minutes. And, uh, and I wouldn't, but, but you could go to it anytime when you wondered what, how much time you had left. Yeah. It was, you, I can only recommend you write a, first of all, you wear a watch. A. Yeah. And B. Yeah. Don't uh, look at your phone. Jesus. Oh my God. Looking at your phone that just should makes be hidden. Everyone, it makes everyone in the audience want to look at their phone. Yes. 
Yes. And maybe it makes everyone want to look at their watch, but no one's wearing them anymore. Just you. So you're good. Wear a watch. And, but it's a great excuse to, to check your time. You're, you're hitting your wrist. You're quite the hypocrite right now because you don't have a watch. I don't have a watch. I'm wearing my pajamas. It's clear because you forgot about our 10 o'clock podcast. <laughs> and I texted both of you today. I was like, 10 p.m., right? It's happening. <laughs> what an asshole. I know. It fell apart. At least I apart. genuinely forgot. You forgot after a confirmation text. Oh, my God. I have... So my sister signed up for this thing that's like TSA, but it's more than TSA. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Clear? No. It's what it's a travel expedition. Sort uh, of yeah, it went bankrupt in 2003. Expedited. Sorry. Yeah, it's, a, it's a more expedited than than TSA fingerprints and irises. And my sister said she was doing it. So I was like and she said it was like 200 bucks a year or a hundred bucks a year or something. What airports use this? 21 airports and LAX isn't one of them. But I, so I'm in Minneapolis and she dropped me off at the airport after the benefit. And I get in the sky club and they have a clear setup. And they said, if you're diamond, you get it for free. And so I was like, Oh, Darla did it. And Darla is like, she knows things. Does She travel a lot. She travels a fair amount, nothing yeah. like we do, but I mean, it's, and so, so I go up and I sign up and as I'm giving them my, my fingerprints and iris and just hitting agree, like it's an internet thing. Um, at the end of it, I say to the woman, wait, who owns Claire? Wait, is it a government thing? And she goes, well, Ken and Karen own it. Ken and Karen. I just gave my iris and my fingerprints to two people named Ken and Karen. <laughs> They seem they sound nice though. <laughs> they really they? do. They bought the bankrupt company in two thousand three. I think I just invested in like a privately owned prison. <laughs> uh, something horrible just happened. I don't know. I'm like, what? I just gave my DNA to ancestry. Right, I've got to figure it out. I am I am set up to be set up for a murder rap now. Did you really do ancestry? <laughs> yeah, I, I just mailed. Or I'm gonna mail it in tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Are, yeah. Did you? No, I did 23 and Me. remember? Oh, yeah. But I want to do Ancestry and compare them yeah. because... Well, Ancestry uh, doesn't give you any medical information. It just tells you where your cousins are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> Don't you want to know where your cousins are? You know are? how I love family. I know how you love the Irish. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be great. So, okay. So, I've heard this from two different comics. Yeah. Um, two different women comics were there because there was a, like a women's... A women only show, like one of the one of the freak shows, right? Yeah. Um, in at the lab, okay, at the improv, and Chappelle dropped in, mm. and he wanted to work it, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, yeah, you can go up late, you can go at the end. We're almost at the end anyway, and so he went up at the end. He did two and a half hours. Wow. He opened with a joke that he then did again forty five minutes later, <laughs> and then he did it again a third time. Thank God I'm not alone. What, just, I'm not alone. What do you mean? I, I I think I might have done that once. Not in a three hour. I mean, no. you, you didn't wait for that's, the audience to turn over to see how it would go. That's comforting. That's what he did. Yeah. He essentially would do his 45 no. minutes and then work. Yeah, because the audience me, turned over. He didn't over. forget? No. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, he just that's he was amazing. like, I'm going to work on the set again. Instead of running around to clubs, yep, you stay there. You keep talking, and the audience has to turn over. Yep, fuck yes, <laughs> he's revolutionizing the business. I'm telling you, that's right. the way to do it. <clears throat> Here's what the joke was that uh, that the, he did three times. Well, wait, should you? Well, it was. Here's I don't know why. It was a weird joke about trans people. Okay. Okay. That's what I'll just say. I'll just okay. say that it was a, tr- a joke about trans people that did not go over well with the entirely w- predominantly women audience yeah. of the first show. Right. Um, as word spread that he was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. People came in and it did a little bit better the second time because both of these comics waited to the end. They saw the whole wow. him do it three times. And by the third time, it was all his people. Interesting. And they loved it. Huh. Yeah, but it was essentially about how he was not transphobic while he told a joke that was weird about uh, not being willing to be around this trans person. Huh. And you're like, keep working on that joke. (laughs) Find the place where you don't sound like a monster. But I have a a dozen jokes like that where you start out and you're like, no, I was a dick in this situation. Yeah. And then you got to tell it four times and you're like, 
oh, this is how I should have acted. Yeah. And uh, and and then yeah. you retcon the the new revisionist That's history, funny. Kissinger it, and uh, then you never went into Laos. <laughs> what? Right? Come on. <laughs> What's happening to you? <laughs> I'm really tired. I got lost. <laughs> well, I, I went to Vietnam I for do, some reason. <laughs> I do think you went to Cambodia. Right. Well, I think it's interesting yeah. that uh, he was able, he knew enough of the audience had turned over. Yep. So people left. Yeah. People were tired and they left. Yep. And then he was like, let me start this over. Yeah. Cause he's, so is that some of his six-hour sets, do you think him... It's got to be. It's wow. got to be, which is a huge reveal. That and I think you're right because he is revolutionizing the gig because yeah. he's, he's like, you want to sit here for six hours and listen to me work on this 45 minutes six times? Go for it. I would fucking love to because how many you, you show up at a club half the time. You just want to work on one thing you're working on. Yep. And, and when you would love to work on it over, again. Wait, hold on. Let me try one more time. Let me just <laughs> I'm going to switch this thing up a little yep. bit. Oh my god! It would be amazing. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it was a it, it was a trip. So it's becoming more like music now, comedy in a way. I mean, how much you could start a song over, right? Yeah, people start songs over all the time. Yeah, I have the hiccups now. It's weird. What do you want to talk about? That weird thing that happened at Blair Hyperion, the sexism. There was sexism. Oh yeah, right. And Nikki Glaser. Well, posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Because it was her friend who had these two guys. Was, it was her friend that had that happen to her? Had it happen to oh. her. And and her friend called her after her set. She had done a set. Yeah. And then these two guys in the green room had said just horrible. And and then later admitted it. Uh, yeah. To the, to, the, to the theater owner. Yeah, right. And said, yeah, I, I, I did. I said, I wonder how she would taste. Oh my god! And you're like, it's so fun. Oh my god! And they didn't know they didn't know each other. I don't know why that would be better. But they but said it, be it like, to her, right? They, they said it to each other, and sh- she was in the room, and kind of to her. They were like, we were just talking about how you would taste. Oh my god! It's so gross. And then so, uh, she called Nikki Glazer crying. At which point, I wanted Nikki Glazer to tell me how her set went. But uh, <laughs> did the set go well? And did those fuckers ruin her set? Because that's what it... I mean, if you came off and had a great set, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you had to deal with that. Right, right. That's going to ruin your set. Probably. Clearly. Yeah. If you had a bad set, you're like, oh, and now the night gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then Nikki posted this thing, uh, essentially, because the, the woman, the comic, asked for the two dudes' names, and the two dudes were like, what are you going to call the cops? You're going to narc on us? And then uh, Nikki Glaser did. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, that was kind of amazing. It was amazing. Because, I mean, genuinely, men folk, I just want to say, just don't be horrible. Or... You know, the guys that need to hear that don't listen to us talk. That's true. <laughs> that is, they are not listening really to this podcast. No. But I mean, because I said, I said a weird thing in the green room at that benefit. Yeah. Um, in Minnesota. In Minnesota to all the guys. Yeah. I said a weird sexual thing that I apologize for immediately because I saw horrified looks on their faces. <laughs> I said a weird sexual thing out loud. Yeah. Because I was doing a show. And we were all doing 20s. Remember I was bitching about how flying for 3,000 miles yeah. just to do 12? Uh-huh. We were doing 20s. It was worth great. Worth it now. Totally yeah. worth it. And Cy Amundsen had laryngitis, so I got to do 35 the night before. Great. It was pretty great. Yeah. Anyway, so I walk in. It's Cy Amundsen. Tommy Ryman is... Uh, Cy's got laryngitis, so he's got Tommy Ryman hosting. Yeah. And then it's uh, Mike E. Winfield. Yeah. Uh, David Huntsberger, Sean Patton, Chad Daniels. And myself. Great and show. I think that's a great show, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm seriously, I'm not intimidated, but I'm intimidated. I'm just kind of like, oh my God, who am I going to follow? Oh, you're, you're one of the slices of pie that makes it great. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, it would have, it was, ended up, of course, being fine. Yeah. The set was fine. Everything was fine. But I walk in and I'm like, these guys are all so funny. I love hanging out with funny guys. And yeah. Look at all these guys. And it was raining. And uh, Chad stood up to hug me. And I said, I'm wet. You didn't make me so. Oh, my God. Which is so gross. He's like a friend, an old friend. I'm the oldest friend. What and are you doing? I'm gross. That's what I am. I'm gross and foul. And so I saw the horrified looks of everyone, including Louis Lee. And I was like, I don't know what the hell is the matter with me i am so sorry but i apologized in the moment it's so not you it isn't me i had a serious brain my, I, I literally took a header into the bathtub is what happened <laughs>
<laughs> I am not the hero of that story. <laughs> By my elbow. Well, you know, like I, I saw Nikki tweet their names, and I yeah. and I I was like, like I, if I always feel like if I'm not there to, you know, I I felt sometimes I feel that. but then when. I guess the theater owner said he talked to them and I'm like, Oh, that's two people verifying now. Right. And the theater owner said that the guy admitted saying that stuff yeah. in the moment. And yeah. he, at the end of his post said, so I told him that he wasn't welcome here anymore and to really fuck off. Yeah. And it was pretty great. But um, yeah. uh-huh. here's the thing about Nikki Glaser. I, I reposted it because it was Nikki. Yeah. And I've known Nikki since she must've been 20. Yeah. When I met her. Yeah. Yeah. We were roommates for last comic standing. Yeah. And, she was always a nice, mm-hmm. like, sane kid, yep. you know? I mean, she – there's something about Last Comic Standing that said, put Jackie with the prettiest blonde you can find, who's 12, <laughs> and that has a future. And <laughs> please put Jackie with her to uh, then somehow be nice to. I, it was like it's weird. Yeah. But So I met her, and I knew that she wasn't – she wasn't someone. She's not like that. Yeah. You know, she, right. 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 Yeah. She's not there to escalate stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. So I I totally like if you called me. Yeah. And told me uh, a thing. Yeah. Or if someone called you and you posted that. Yeah. I would believe both of those things without yeah. a question, and just repost and get mad for you. Yeah. And for whoever Thank you, you believed in. Um. Yep. That's very comforting to know. Do you well, know? Maybe I was too hesitant. I always if it's. I, I'm always worried. I mean, it's just also, you know, when someone says someone, someone said this thing on stage, it's like, okay, maybe I want to hear the whole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's the setup? What's, right. what's, is there a tag but, that you know, saves the joke? To me, when there's very, there's like, two, very, the second tweet was a verification, Yeah, you know, and the person admitted it and stuff. So. Right. I think we're at. I think uh, I'm a coward? No. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that to err on the side of 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 some of caution is mm-hmm. better. You know, I don't think. Yeah. Can I have this water? Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, hey, I think we're at thirty though. Yeah. Do you okay. want to? You want to? Uh, do we sh- we would have been at sixty if someone had been here on time. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Right there. I hold That's a, a callback, you guys. <laughs> uh, comic of the week: mm-hmm. Anna Valenzuela. Anna Valenzuela, yeah. who is on fire at the roast battles, yeah. I hear. This is what I hear all the time, yeah. that she destroys at those comedy store roast battles. That's great. So find Anna Valenzuela. Yeah, I just watched one of her videos on YouTube. It was really funny. Yeah. 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 It was, there, there were, there were really, it was, it had personal stuff and it had joke jokes. Yeah. It had, you know, like just set a punch and it had personal. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, Anna Valenzuela, uh, what is it? Anna V. At Anna V is fun. Letter V or V E E. Letter V. Okay. V-S-M. One A, two A's. Two uh, A N. Oh, excuse me, two N's. <laughs> Anna A N N A V. Anna. And then the word is fun. <laughs> wow, somebody else is tired. I'm so sorry. I was half an hour late. So I have a head injury. I just like that out there. <laughs> oh my right god, now. could that be the picture? Just your eye. Just your eyeball. Please go ahead. It's uh, I have this. Um, okay. Yeah. So I wanted to put this in. Uh, do you know, I'm going to write her name and yeah. I'm not trying to be, okay. I'll tell you, this woman is a comedy writer. Um, yeah. do you know her? Uh, I follow her on, on Twitter. Yeah. She's very funny. Yeah. Very funny writer. And, um, do, not, you, do you hear the, what are you going to say about her? No, what it's, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think she, she does. She's not a stand up. And I just, found, I don't know, I, I, every every yeah, I comedy person books. I know finds her on Twitter, and she's like, she's really funny. And uh, the couple times we've had openings at Conan, I've been like, you should, you know, submit. Let me go through your feed and just right. fucking pick out some tweets. Right, pick out five kill minutes worth this. of You should take my job, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she's always sort of not been into it for reasons I didn't understand. And she posted a GoFundMe on um uh, on Twitter, on GoFundMe, but uh, yeah, on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. She, um, I didn't want to use her name talking about her because I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable saying her name, but yeah. I think we can po- post a link to the GoFundMe in our in our comments. Okay. She a couple years ago was attacked. She was raped. It was oh. a push in when she was going into her apartment. Yeah. She was she was not only raped, but um, she was also physically harmed in a way that she has to keep getting surgeries. To correct what was done to her. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, so she is just run out of money to get these surgeries. Yeah. And so there's a GoFundMe to 
help her cover it. Yeah, let's put that in the notes. Yeah. Everybody send her eleven to eleven hundred dollars. I mean, you should only know her name because she's funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And And, uh, and we will one day plug her as just funny. Yeah. But uh find her in the notes and she's a really good person and you know, suffered agoraphobia and stuff that wouldn't make you want to come out and, you know, move to another city and do a writing job probably. probably. It's gonna it just maybe I mean, obviously it's horrible. And then you just think, well, here's a really funny, creative person who probably has a fucking great show in her head that you would love if she was able to get it on TV or whatever. But because she has to grapple with this shit, you know, for for however long she's going to, it's not happening. She has to go through this nightmare until she can can fix it. It's a fucking, it's just not fair. And it's, it's it's totally, uh, I hope, I, whatever. I just hope uh, she can get to a place where, you know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't take up most of her day her, or whatever. Yeah, her you know energy. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be amazing. And so, okay, yeah, I'll look her up. So, the one time I almost had one of those push in things. Really? Well, here's what happened. I was the first time I ever went to New York. My sister got a, had a friend. It was probably, yeah, it had to be 1984. Yeah. So I go to New York. I'm staying in an apartment across the street from Morningside Park. By Columbia. Yeah. In 1984, Morningside Park was... Scary, probably. Was horrible. Yeah. And in the apartment was a note from the woman whose apartment... I I was taking care of her cat. And uh, the note said, don't go into Morningside Park. Don't even walk on that side of the street. Wow. So I'm coming back from uh, doing sets and... um, or looking for sets because I don't think I got any in '84. It was I was just looking. You're I, like 19, right? Yeah, I just started wow. doing stand up, and so I was, um, and I was uh, partying a lot. So uh, I was uh, I was walking, <clears throat> and I and I got into the door of the apartment building, and then because I heard these running footsteps behind me oh and I get God. in the door and I close it and there's a guy and he's pounding on the door right in front of me. He's like, they're chasing me. They're chasing me. Let me in. And I looked at him. I was like, dude, I cannot, I can't do it. You got to keep running. I'm sorry. And I was, I've always felt really bad because I felt like a coward, but I also thought it was a trick. To oh my get God. In yeah. To beat me up and steal me and, and, and hurt me. So ah. I feel bad, but I also feel like, I did what I had to do. So it was totally a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird, but that's what that remind that story is creep. Yeah. 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 And I, luckily I was pretty sober that night because I, who knows what I would have done. Oh my God. In the bag. And now Morningside Park, you can't can't afford it. Nobody can afford it. It's it's like, you can't afford to walk in that park now. Right right now there's a cover (laughs) just to get into the park. It's super safe because it's got soldiers. It's all families. It's completely, I have this story to tell. In Phoenix, my sister, my niece, okay, no, I'm in Tucson. My brother lives in Tucson. My brother's driving me nuts these days. Yeah. He is uh, just a fucking banana head. He's mean. It's hard to talk to him. Right. He's he's getting a divorce uh, and his daughter lives there. And so I didn't want to tell him I was coming. And so he's not listening. He, neither he nor the people who need to apologize are listening. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) the... um, but my niece knows I'm coming because I, I had to unfriend my oldest brother as well on Facebook. So he doesn't know I'm coming. Yeah. And his wife isn't talking to him and his kids aren't talking to him. So, but my niece is like, hey, can I get tickets? And so I gave her four tickets uh, to the Maria. Is show. your last name Cation? Yeah. And so um, we get to Tucson. I'm only there for like 11 hours. And what, I'm like. What's the venue you're at, by the way? Just some theater. The Rialto, I think it was called. Wow. For, sounds nice. It was pretty sweet. And, um. So I get there and Bethany texts me, my niece, and says, hey, I can't come. I couldn't get child care. And my sister-in-law texts me and says, hey, we're here. I brought a friend. And uh, so we're here. And then I'm like, no way is my, my oldest brother, the evangelist, come to see Maria Bamford. If it were Brian Regan, yes, he would like Brian Regan. Maria, it's not for him. Yeah. The set that I do before Maria isn't for him. Yeah. He's not going to enjoy any of it. It's just bananas so uh i assume he's not there uh so i, I i'm like i'm gonna call him after my set i'm willing they're to get getting up. divorced why would they go see why would together? they come together yeah except for that i'm his sister and she has free tickets yeah so it turns out he's there he takes my call 
I call him after my set because I'm like, I'll go to breakfast with him if he's willing to get up early. I call him. He's like, hey, I'm in the fourth row. Oh, my God. Marie is on stage. Oh, no. And I said, and I'm hanging up and I'll meet you in the foyer. And so I hung up on him. And then we meet and we and I uh, deal with that stressful situation by having a coffee milkshake. (laughs) In the middle of Maria Bamford's set. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you didn't know he was out there when you were on stage. No, I know. I almost did a line about him too, but I didn't. But and and he, he and my dad are big sticklers for how old my mom was. They both are like, "Mom was this or that," and I'm like, "Who cares? It's a joke." Oh, she's my my dad told me that uh, my mother was 31 when she died and yeah. not 33, the age of Christ. Oh, and I said. Well, her birth certificate says that she was 26 when I was born, and that she died when I was seven. That's 33. That's 33, and she might have been 34, just because she, I think, her whatever. It doesn't matter. The joke is, she's 33. Yeah. So uh, she might have been 34, but she certainly wasn't 31. And And my dad, of course, whenever you tell him something that is wrong, he's like, well, you know, whatever you want. And I was like, no, that's math, Dad. That's uh, That one, you don't get to just <laughs> give me that. You anyway. I got I got a DM from a comedian who uh wanted to talk about traveling with the baby. Like a female comic. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I gave her this advice, which um, you know, I used when I was traveling with my son when he was very tiny. Yeah. Um, I used this service called Sitter City. Yeah. And they have they have different uh, cities? Yeah. It's like they have uh sitters in every city, uh just sign up and people write reviews of them and you can pick a five star person and hopefully and they'll they barter with on you with you on, on prices and they come to your hotel and watch your kid while you do your set. Awesome. Um, you know, it costs a lot of money, you mm-hmm. know. But uh it's not cheap, but if you want to do it, yeah. It can be done. Yeah. It's better wow. than bringing the baby to the club. I, I think that's a way to get yourself not booked back because I've held so many people's kids and dogs and guy comics. They, I've held some guy comics while yeah. the other while the bros go up. <laughs> the guy comics themselves. Yeah. I feel like Fluffy guys, always brings his buddy. He he needs someone to hold him. I feel like the men are not penalized <laughs> for bringing their kids, and I think that the women are. I don't know. But I might be wrong about Maybe. that. Who knows? It's uh, the thing is, is if you were penalized. You can't know if a guy was penalized. It's weird. I know. Here's the weird thing. I I told Cy Amundsen that I bitched about the benefit. At the at the benefit, oh, okay. I said, "Hey, Cy, if you listen to the Jackie and Lori show, does I just, he? I don't know. I don't. He didn't seem to. Uh, <laughs> but I thought I should warn him that I mentioned him, and I mm-hmm. said, "So I just need you to know that I love the this cause. I love this club. I'm more than willing to do it. I was just super tired." And he goes podcast you got to fill an hour who cares (laughs) and i was like perfect and then i told him that i bitched about uh coming and maybe only getting to do 12 yeah and that i said i didn't want to come because the show was so amazing and they didn't need me except for that i was the only woman so of course he needed me yeah and he goes he didn't say anything but a half an hour later he comes back to me he's like you know what it just occurred to me this is a like a benefit for a children's you are the only woman on this thing and i said yeah, you that might just wanna... occurred to him. Yeah. Oh my god. When I mentioned it to him, it made him think. So I was like, "Yep, you might want to think about it when you're booking stuff," because he just booked five, six funny comics. Yeah. You know, and it happened to be five dudes that he thought were really funny and me. Yeah. So, hmm. it's weird. I wonder what I, I would have thought. He specifically said, "I have to make sure I have a woman, and I have to make sure that... you never have to make sure you have a white guy." Nope. Nope. <laughs> You never have to make sure unless it's a benefit for white guys. When when's that GoFundMe going up? To, they always seem to, yeah, get that uh, get that demographic on stage. Okay, do you know Virginia Jones? Great comic, yes, actually. Yeah. So she said to me, "Are you guys ever going to have a uh, a male comic of the week like a Sadie Hawkins week?" <laughs> I was like, that is an excellent idea. Maybe when we run out of women comics, which we never will. <laughs> that made me laugh. What time is it? Well, we're close. We're at uh, 43 40? minutes. 43? 43 is not bad. What are we, so it's we're going to Bridgetown. Enough. We're going to Bridgetown. Right. We're going to do a live episode. Oh, 
Oh, so oh, back to Boston. Yeah, this hell flight. So yeah. I, t- I get. I think it was like nine ten or nine thirty. I get into LAX at like twelve forty three in the morning. Ah, right. And then I have to. I have to drive. I get to my car in the parking yeah. area. Drive back Home. to Burbank, and then I get in, and it's like uh, I think it's two a.m. at that point. Just you know the whole getting, Monday morning at getting, two a.m. Yeah, and no. then I go in, and there's beep. Beep. The battery for the carbon monoxide detector is out and we don't have replacements. So if I don't get a replacement, it's just going to beep all night. So then I get back in the car, go to CVS, get a oh. nine volt and fix it. Wow. And so now it's three, three fifteen at least. And my son has been awake because he was the first one to get the flu. So he was vomiting yeah. all over the place. And my mom was awake because she was taking care. I come home and everyone's awake and vomiting and, and beep, beeping. Beep. So then I, I was just dead for like three days. Yeah. I was ruined. And, and I, I the Birmingham festival we're doing. Yeah. The flight that I was put on. Yep. Which I, I remember it after I got the flight details. I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to make my own flights. Yeah, we got to book our own flights. It's, I mean, <laughs> because look, I understand. I would do whatever I had to to save money. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but this flight was. From Alabama, this is going home, going back to LAX, to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then LA over for a while, and then across the country to LA. And it, and then I got in around the same time that I, and I was like, I can't do this again. So I got on Southwest has a seven a.m. that gets me into LAX at eleven a.m. Direct from Birmingham, yeah, with like one little pop. You know, they, you know, Southwest they stop. Yeah. pick up people but yeah. you, you don't have to switch planes <laughs> right i'm i'm on a, a delta flight that that stops very briefly in atlanta yeah and then just keeps going yeah and so i do have to deplane and then re yeah you are going re-group. the opposite way you need to go i know nothing what, enrages me more than going in the wrong direction on a flight yeah sometimes uh going to minneapolis i had to fly to atlanta first no it was it was so i was so full you of go, salt lake right yeah that's what i said oh they didn't have it um Whatever it is, it was it was annoying as all yeah. hell. But you and got more miles. I did get more miles. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Who cares at this point? I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out what to do with them. Um, I could give them to a soldier. You won't. Nope. No, those I'm are not- for your first class flights. Uh, I'm I'm going to see if I can. When you retire from show business, you yes. can gift the military. Exactly. They can have, um, whenever I do see a soldier, mm-hmm. I do offer them my first class flight. Did they ever take you up it's on it? It's only been one time that it ever happened. And then I was mad the whole time. Of course. I was like, <laughs> guess who's not a You're saint? my kind of patriot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm working on this. Uh, so one of the brand new chunks I did uh, yeah. in the 20 new minutes was I decided that I was going to talk about isms, right? Right. And because I had this, I leveled up in realizing my own racism. Yeah. About six months ago. Like I unlocked a vault when I realized I wasn't treating somebody like a human because of their hue, the really? hue of their skin. Yeah. I don't know what, I, I can't remember the specifics, which is actually killing me and it might kill the joke, but um, I remember because it was humiliating to realize. Was it Trump? It was Trump. I was treating him like he was not an orange person. And uh, I was like, what am I thinking? And can you believe, can you believe we're still alive? We, we, we lived even though some people didn't. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think, uh, I, I think uh, he and Kim Jong-un are actually going to become friends. He already complimented him, <laughs> says he's a go-getter for taking over the the, the yeah. country at age 27. Uh-huh. I think this might be our greatest relationship as a country. Yeah, like he, like like Kim whatever, in, what? Jong-un. Jong-un. Um, like he wasn't handed that like Trump was handed $8 million. Yeah. It was exactly There's the no, same. Yeah, They're the I same know. person. I know. They're just as dumb. Yeah. They're a couple of maroons. And, yeah. um, and I was, yeah. But so you're doing this chunk. So this chunk, and it's going to be about racism, and it's going to be about patriotism. Interesting. Yeah, because it's, there isms that I didn't think that I had. Yeah. But I clearly still have them. And I never really thought of myself as a patriot until um, someone wanted to wipe their ass with the Constitution. Then it turns out I am a patriot. (laughs) And, uh... 
I had I actually had like this creepy revenge dream. Wait, who wanted to wipe their ass with the Constitution? Um, Steve Bannon and Trump and all of the. Oh, people. I thought I thought you meant literally. Oh no. Okay. No, okay. no. I gotcha. Not at this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm not witnessing anybody's butt. <laughs> and yeah. Copies of the Constitution. Bernie Sanders' tiny book. No, it wasn't him. Who was walking around uh, with it? It was the Gold Star Dad. Um, oh, did he have it? Yeah. When okay. he spoke at the DNC. Oh, he had it. Yeah. But didn't like. Didn't like uh, that uh, Khan. I think his name was. Yeah, but I thought there was a a, a a lefty Democrat from Chicago or Colorado who who carried it around with him. Some granola. Oh, there probably is whatever. Yeah, some granola uh, dude that didn't have a chance. And um, but yeah, so I was thinking about other isms. I I can't think of like there's racism and patriotism, but I'm just like I haven't been able to think about. Um, transcendentally, <laughs> transcendentalism. <laughs> it's a nice twist. I like it. <laughs> um, I, are you skipping sexism on purpose? Oh no, no. I see. I never think about eroticism. Sexism. Oh, uh, dick jokes. Um, I have a new dick joke that is such a mess. Yeah, that I can't get the words right. It's, uh, it sounds ridiculous, you know, but here's the thing: dick jokes tend to fix themselves. That's that's you right know here. they they come together at some point, <laughs> right? Just you keep trying. To, you don't have to work too right, hard. Because the thing is, is I will go to them. In in if if I that I was in Peoria and that woman quoted my was talking about my act, so I immediately yeah. did the brand new, unfinished, sex joke that half worked, yeah, but half didn't. And I so I've tried it like three or four times. It's there's potential. Anti-Semitism. Oh, anti-Semitism. Is that ism? That's an imitism. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of isms. It's um and just Americanism in general, which is exceptionalism, is American different exceptionalism. than well, because Americanism is different than patriotism, right? I mean, because patriotism is a bigger word, but patriotism means that the things that you like about the country can be um touted can be uh, talked about and be excited about where Americanism you're just like no I'm just psyched because we're all here I think of American what I don't think of Americanism as a word that we use too often but it does strike me as uh, attracting dumber people than patriotism yeah okay. yeah that's what that's what I think too because it it seems it, it it seems like a way to dumb down patriotism to some extent. Oh, I see. Yeah, because yeah. you're just like, well, that's ridiculous. It, mm-hmm. Just pick a lane. So anyway, I'm working on I'm working on that, and I'm working on so that's vaguely political or socio political, and then I'm working on some. I got a I got a new family chunk, so it's not political at all. Yay! Yay! Thank, well, thank I uh, I have a new chunk about getting hit in the head. Yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Who knew you did physical comedy? <laughs> I do tend to have uh, to not 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 do the thing where oh space I'm going to write 15 minutes on it where something yeah. has to happen to me or my or someone has to be in my life before I get jilted into yeah yeah it's almost like I need to be bothered by something before I and then I then I'm like what the fuck and then I, <laughs> right. then I try to write it away right you write it away and then and then you've written a joke that's just okay and then you keep working on that joke until you get it to rise above just hey that's dumb mm-hmm. right hey that's dumb is not a punchline yeah hey that's, that's dumb. your feeling that's the feeling that's the first that's the reason you're writing the joke yeah yeah and then you have to find a twist you have to find a reason you have to find something mm-hmm. some angle yeah um yeah so oh, Mar- i got a couple angles already believe got- me i was writing in a in a fog in a blurry concussion fog i bet Oh man! Mm-hmm. So when you came to, was everyone around you or no? I I went down and then, uh, like you know how your a bathtub has a wall. I was just kind of le- uh, my stomach was on the wall, so like my head was in the bathtub and my butt was in the air, and my legs were behind me. Man, I know, and nobody noticed. My mom goes, were... my mom's like, "What's going on?" And that's when I'm. Uh, she nagged me out of death. Like I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, get away from me!" Finally, I go, "I'm There's fine, I'm fine." <laughs> and then I, I hauled up, and then I, I saw my head. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was just like immediately gigantic. Oh my god! Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah. So. The only other story I've got is uh, Bamford is doing this commencement speech for the University of Minnesota. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, 
they emailed her and asked her to do it, and they said there was no money. <laughs> and she was That's like, going to be so much stress to do for no money. Well, she, wow. My dad, you know, my dad's it. advice: never say no without a number. And she said, "Oh, there's there's going to have to be some money." Oh, good. Yeah. And so she gave them a number, and it was a giant number. And um, what? And the they gave her fuck? half of that. Wow. And my dad said, and I told my dad that because it's my dad's line, right? Never say no without a number. And um, and so she said the giant number. They came back with half of the giant number. And my dad goes, well, then did she say I'll split the difference with you? And I told her that. And she goes, I didn't have it in me for that. So I just <laughs> took it. It's um, Kyle. So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. But she's going to talk. That's going to be the first story as how much money they offered her. That's great. That's the story she's going to tell at the commencement speech. That's great. And so I emailed the guy from like at the local newspaper, and I was like, "You should go see what she does with that." That's it's awesome. going to be. It's going to be. I. She she read the speech to me a couple of times, and uh, it's great. How long is it? Uh, it's about twelve to fifteen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. God, that's that's a huge thing to write. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Well, that's what it that she was free. like. Jesus, who well, needs that for free? Yeah, it turns out they're paying the football coach. And it's not like she's a sitting governor. Yeah. I mean, if she were a <laughs> if she were like an actual state senator, sure. then yes, you were asked to speak. But when you are not in office anymore, those yeah. people get paid to speak. Yeah. That's True. how that goes. Obama just does uh, getting four hundred for a speech. Right. I hope. He buys land. What? I don't know. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> he's been making 400 a year, isn't he? Don't they make 250 or 300? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But I think he and Michelle got 60 million for their their memoirs. Oh, really? Combined, yeah. They're good. Good. I think it's all not check to check. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So we're going. Plus they have uh, their presidential pension. They get a pension, right? I want a presidential pension. <laughs> I'm going to get a presidential pension. I'm uh, Sound Exchange is great this month. So oh, that's, that's kind of amazing. I'm so excited. My my um my CD is yeah. coming out June like June 13th, I think. The CD of 45 jokes. Of, of the 45 jokes. Just the jokes. In June. Yeah. Mid-June. Excellent. Right. I got Jess on the case. Excellent. She starts PR-ing. tomorrow, May 1st. May 1st, you're going to yeah. PR it up again? Yeah. Excellent. And uh, what's up with the book? Um Still doing uh, rewrites resentfully. <laughs> I was going to do more this weekend, but I, as you know, was injured. <laughs> yes, you certainly were. Um, but uh, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm tired. A bunch of local comics came out to see Maria, which is always cool. That's cool. Eight. Uh, there were four local comics, four or yeah. five local comics, and then Did a you guys have any class. local openers? No. Okay. Now in uh, Tucson, there were no. Neither one of them had openers. I just Tucson, went out. Yeah, because Gary Hood really kind of cultivated a little little comedy scene there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I I sent out a veils today. I always send a veils on Sundays. Okay. Because um, you don't want to send them obviously on Fridays because they're not going to read them. Right. But if you send them on Sundays, it means they'll read yours before they read Fridays. Yeah, but you just told everybody. That's okay. Nobody's listening. <laughs> a... You'll beat Cy Amundsen for sure. Yes, Cy Amundsen. <laughs> he's not sending out a veil. He just—I <laughs> assume he just gets work. But uh, yeah, but between you know uh, opening for uh, the very successful and uh, and the the guy who's who's booking some of my PA stuff, uh-huh. I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of uh, weeks open for the end of the year, which is neat. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. That's great. So I'm just trying to um, make sure the you know, the money's steady and Yeah. And then I just want to write new material and uh, and I would like the world uh, to keep together. Yeah. That's what I'd like. Well, I'm so I'm so excited your sound exchange is is, is reflect it's it's because of your new C D. No, Are, it's not even the new C D yet. Is it your name out there, and so the other CDs are getting played? Yep. Interesting. Because people are listening to Circus People. I want to call those people and go, it's really not my- Circus People? It's the first album. It's my first album. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that uh, was a radio. I was like, it's not my best work, you guys. (laughs) I mean, as a narrative, it's not a bad place to start, but seriously, you might want (laughs) to-
<laughs> you might want to skip to bread. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was, um, yeah. So we'll do another one in, uh, in what, at the end of the week? We're, we're, and we're going to try to do, Kyle will not be at Bridgetown. Very sad. You got to work. You got three jobs now, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus your own podcast and plus you're trying to do sets. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I don't know if I'll be working or not. We might go on strike tomorrow. 96%. Well, it was a huge authorization and I can't, I can't, uh, it's unfathomable to me that they are, they're still holding out the studios. What their guild wants is so minimal compared to their profits. Like, are you just trying to terrify us? Probably. You know, they're just holding their breath. A friend of mine thinks it'll be like a two week strike and then because upfronts are coming up soon and they'll lose, you know, millions in advertising dollars if they can't say, hey, we're going to have these shows on the air. It just doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't cave in, except you just don't want to cave into writers because fuck those guys. Yep. That sounds uh, that sounds actually like yeah. that's what's sewn on their pillows. Yeah, yeah that does not <laughs> that does not sound like a thing that isn't. I think we're close. What? Where are we? Fifty nine forty two. We're so we, it's so beautiful. we can eat fifteen more seconds. Yeah. Right. What if what if the waitress had to just drop a check on two more tables? Right. That's, you would keep going. Right. You'd keep going. You say, "What do you do for a living? Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Kyle, what do you do for a living? Uh, podcasting. podcasting and writing. That's a living. <laughs> what? No, Where do you live? Under was, a bridge? Kind of. <laughs> He's stacked like cordwood with, Wait. with other dudes. All right. We're done, right? Yeah. Bye. Thanks a lot. Now leaving Nerdist.com.